cool. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready for my animal. I'm ready. I'm... What? <laughs> thought you were going to say something else, but I don't know what. <laughs> thought you were going to like start singing a song I'm or ready. something. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for my close-up. Is that a song? I'm ready. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it's Spongebob, isn't it? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, I thought the I'm ready for my close up. I was like, is that a song? Uh, is that a SpongeBob song? No, that's just like a thing people say. Uh, We're just all over the place. I'm ready. You can you can start whenever you're ready. Welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna just eat my pizza. Cool. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. Just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Welcome, animal fact lovers, friends, people's animals. Uh, People's animals. People's animals. Animals and peoples. Welcome, people's animals. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Animal Facts Podcast, and I'm Jayla. And I'm Nicole. And I'm going to tell you all about my animal this week. Are you ready? I am ready. We're going to start with a personal question first, though. Pizza Nicole. Give me a pizza pizza of Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) You want to pizza me? (laughs) You're so proud of yourself. (laughs) I was just going to say you want a piece of me, like you were like, give me a pizza Nicole. And then I... I just made it funny. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Made it funny. Here's your question. <laughs> you made it funny. Um, if your whole wardrobe had to be made out of one material, what oh. would it be? So, like, if it had to be all denim, all leather, wool, flannel, sweats, like it could be like fancy dresses and things, but it had to be made out of like sweat ma- sweatpant material or like scrub material or like cotton. Or something, you know, fleece, leather, wool. That's a good question. Uh-huh. Do I have to worry about cleaning it? Uh. <laughs> Do like. I mean. I have to be the yeah? one to hand wash it if I chose like silk. <laughs> I mean, you could just take it to a dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah, but. That would get expensive. If you could afford that much silk, I think you could afford a dry cleaner. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> In that case, I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not all leather. <laughs> I couldn't do that. It's too much. Spandex? No. No. Um, certain spandex makes me itchy. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like I could do all cotton, but if I was going all out, I'd probably do like silk or cashmere because then it'd be soft. 
Yeah. And feel nice Silky. all the time. Yeah. You'd be super slick if you were always in silk. Have you ever, like, been, like, in silky things? Yeah. Or, like, had silky pajamas with, like, or, like, silky sheets with, like, silky pillowcases? Like, they never stay. No. They just move they, everywhere. They're constantly. <laughs> There's, like, no I friction. I do feel like I would be constantly, like, rubbing my legs together and just, like, going back and yeah. forth. And, like, whoop, whoop. Just constantly feeling yourself. Or what is it? Velvet? Yeah. Like if you had it like where it was smooth both ways, that'd be yeah. nice. Oh my gosh. What if you did I'd be constantly touching all corduroy? <laughs> Ooh, I love corduroy. That'd be fun. That'd be also good. I also that'd would be, a good one. be just constantly like playing with this the sound and the stripes. And be uh-huh. like, yeah. I feel like that would be similar to like all denim, yeah. but like cuter. Yeah, yeah. You know? At least you'd have a lot more colors to work with. with True. True. Corduroy instead of denim. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I would pick sweatpant material. Oh, uh, that's fair. I would love everything in sweatpant form because you know how comfy sweatpants they are. They are comfy. I'm wearing sweatpants right <laughs> Either now. Either that but... or like flannel <laughs> because flannel can be warm, but it can also be thin and like that's cooler. That's true. That's true. So something super comfy and cozy mm-hmm. is what I would go for. So cotton maybe, but I feel like I would get too hot and cotton but yeah. i guess i could get too hot in sweatpants i don't know i feel like sweatpants are more breathable than cotton sometimes i feel like they can be yeah, yeah. so plus the inside of sweatpant material is so soft mm-hmm. and comfy and baggy uh-huh and... yep 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 so that's fair that's fair cool cool i'm ready for trivia okay um what is your animal <laughs> you have to wait uh so First question is, well, first hint is that it is not a mammal, and right. it does have an A in it. Right. So, ready for your second hint? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. I have three more. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. I'm ready. Uh, Choking on pizza crust <laughs> dust. <laughs> uh, well... Unlike us, the species or some of these species lack true teeth in their upper jaw. It's not a mammal, so it's not a giraffe. Nope. I was about to guess giraffe, but I was like, oh, but that's a mammal. Because I know giraffes don't have the upper teeth. But you said it lacks true teeth. What does that well, mean? Okay, yeah, next one. It's just teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Then why is it true teeth? I don't teeth? know. That. <laughs> uh, that okay. was the fact I found. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't deep dive into what true teeth were. <laughs> cool. Uh, second, uh, second hint is that this animal loses their toxicity in captivity. Weird. Is it a type of snake? Nope. Oh. Is it a type of frog? Ah, it's a type of frog. Okay. <laughs> It's an amphibian. <laughs> it is an amphibian. It's not a mammal. Amphibian. Um, okay, and then the last hint is that this amphibian does not have webbed feet. <laughs> Nicole's like, I'm ready. I got this. And then she just made kind There's of like so a pouty face. There's so many types of frogs. <laughs> I would not have guessed it. That's for sure. And now you said no webbed feet. So now I'm like, is it even a frog? <laughs> newt doesn't have an A in it. It doesn't. It's not a newt. 
That's a good animal, though. We should Salamander? Add that I don't that know. That has a in it. It does. I don't know if they have webbed feet or not, though. Ah, I'm going to guess salamander. salamander. Okay. Cool. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that in there. <laughs> oh, man. I like your drum roll. Um, okay. What is it? It's the poison dart frog. You are on the right track. It is a frog. frog. They don't have webbed feet, which was a surprising fact for me. Yeah. Um, Super weird. And we'll talk about that. So. And they don't have true teeth. Yeah. On their upper jaw. So they have, they can have bottom teeth. (laughs) Um, And that's only in some species. So that's not Mm. all across the board. So. um, Poison dart frogs are also known as poison arrow frogs or just poison frogs or den... (laughs) That's a very loud crunch. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Uh, dendrobotids. Um, after the family that they they belong to. <laughs> I'm just sitting further away. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then based on what website you're looking at, there's either like, I found anywhere between 100 to 150 to 175 different species of Whoa. the poison dart frog. Um, and that's including the ones that live in the Amazon. And not all of them are poisonous. They're just kind of grouped into that family. Um, so, for those who don't know or haven't seen a poison dart frog, or you don't know what a frog looks like, um, it's a frog. Oh, poison dart they frogs. They don't have webbed feet. They don't. But they're really cute. So, they're like the really tiny, colorful ones. Um, yeah. And they're generally small. Uh, they're about 0.75 to 1.5 inches, which is 20 to 40 millimeters in length. Um, so they're like itty bitty. Uh, and then they range in bright colors um, from yellows, oranges, reds to bright greens, blues. Um, and they're not... Uh, they're they're super colorful, so they're they're not like natural colors. Um, they're like the bright neon pinks and blues and yeah. oranges. Um, and that's and yellows. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically their way of telling predators that um, they're toxic and they shouldn't be eaten. Um, and then the golden poison dart frog has enough poison to kill two hundred or twenty thousand mice. Um, Whoa. And that's also, depending on where you looked, it was like two full-grown bull elephants. Um, or like... What? I think some places said like 20 humans. Um, like 20 that's healthy humans. too much humans. power for a tiny thing that can just leap on you. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of crazy. But uh, they think that their toxicity is gained from eating insects in their environment. Um, so mm. if they're in captivity, they're not exposed to those insects. And we'll talk more about that. Um, but the toxin comes from the skin secretions and their bright colors are designed to ward off the predators. So that's the basis of the the poison dart frog. Um, they're basically just tiny frogs with so bright don't colors. don't lick one. No. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> I know that was I just like licking frogs. That was like on your to-do list today. <laughs> uh, it's my bucket list. 
Yeah, no. Lick a frog. These frogs will not turn into princes, so you should not kiss them. <laughs> Don't kiss them. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> like one of those dark humor, like, <laughs> cartoons. Like, a princess shows up and is like, I'm gonna kiss my prince. And she kisses the frog and then she just dies. <laughs> That'd be so sad. That w- uh, I mean, if you do it right, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would be a Grimm's fairy tale for sure, though. Yeah. Oh. The right person needs to kiss the right frog. <laughs> Otherwise, you just die of poison. That'd be an intense curse if it really was a prince. That would be, yeah. Like, the witch turned him into a poison dart frog instead of just a regular toad or frog. Yeah, yeah. You will With never words. fall in love. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. So. Crazy. Um. Yeah, it would be crazy. I did find a little bit of history. Um, A lot of the history ranged from, like, a specific poison frog to just frogs in general. Um, Mm. And that wasn't... I didn't feel like that was super pertinent to the poison dart frog. So, um, the little information I did find is that frogs do date back to more than 150 million years in fossil records. And um, for creatures, or for centuries, the amphibians have been idolized and used in various ways by different cultures. So that was pretty cool. Um, There were some images of, like, frogs on bowls of, like, really old ceramics um, that went along with that information. So that was kind of cool. And then all frogs uh, produce poisonous skin secretions. However, humans don't notice the toxicity or suffer skin irritation when handling most frog species. Um, The brightly colored poison dart frogs um, do require caution because of their alkaloid skin secretions. um, And they can be potentially lethal if absorbed through human mucosis membranes or passed into the body through a cut of the skin so basically if you eat it or if you um have a cut on your finger and you're like i'm gonna pet this this frog uh not the best idea and um so the skin secretion of the true poison dart frog or the golden poison frog which um is the one that can has or has the highest toxicity um has also been known to like kill a large bird or a large monkey so um and that's just by like touching it (laughs) yes no thank you so um historically don't touch these frogs (laughs) uh but yeah so where do you think these frogs live the rainforest Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) that's all i got uh so they live in wet tropical forests in Central and South America where their diet contributes to the toxins they secrete through their skin. Um, and the poison dart frogs live in Central, yeah, Central and South America. Sorry, that was copy and paste like twice. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Uh, you know what I just thought of though? Yeah. You said that they lose their toxicity in captivity. Right? Who discovered that? Like, who, what scientist was like, touch this frog, it might kill you. True, true. And then just kept having people touch the frog until it stopped killing people. 
I'm sure they didn't do it to have people <laughs> die. Probably like weird scientist stuff of like, we're gonna gather this material and see how toxic it is. But still, true. Who, I, uh, like, I don't know. Like even like we're gonna captive. We're gonna keep this really uh, poisonous, deadly frog in captivity and hope it doesn't touch us. And then it finally lands on someone. They're like, I'm gonna die. And then they're fine. It's literally like, we've got a 2319, but frog form. <laughs> I mean, that was that, what my brain that is was a on good for point. a bit. I was like, uh, who like, even? Who, who figured what? that out? That seems very dangerous. Yeah, it's I like, I made this poisonous you thing. Being the first well, person? how poisonous is it? I don't know. Try it. I'm dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's been my question a lot lately. It's like, can you imagine being the first person to, and then you fill in the blank. So, this is one of those moments where it's like, I would not be the first person, thanks. Right? I would be so scared for my yeah, life. Yeah. Right? There's a reason why. <laughs> I've touched a poisonous frog and I live to tell the tale. But they don't have any tails. <laughs> Can you imagine their coworker being like, they don't have tails. Aha! <laughs> Falsified claims. They don't have a tail. It was a tadpole. <laughs> Are the tadpoles poisonous? Um, I didn't find any specification as to when. I don't think so because if they're getting it through their eating. diet, yeah. That's true. Then the tadpoles aren't eating the So if you want to eat a frog... Eat it as a tadpole. I guess. If you want to eat a poison dart frog. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, cool. So they live in Central and South America. Um, <laughs> or in zoos. Or captivity. Or um, some people keep them as pets. And we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Wide-eyed Nicole. Death wish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good name for your poisonous dart frog. That would Death be. wish. Yeah. <laughs> Or a super villain. <laughs> Ribbit. Death wish. What are you croaking about? <laughs> I croak you. <laughs> I make people croak. <laughs> sounds so bad. It does. <laughs> <laughs> they live croaking in... Croaking all day. All right. <laughs> Croaking all day. <laughs> I'm just croaking over here. <laughs> I imagine someone like bench pressing. I'm croaking. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine a really beefy frog croaking? <laughs> I feel like it's probably, yeah, it's like their it's leg legs presses. would be so yeah, so strong. <laughs> leg croaks. <laughs> leg croaks instead of curls yeah maybe leg croaks <laughs> um. yes 20 reps of leg croaks please <laughs> their personal right. trainer so they're found in south and central America. yes yes um uh, and so those those climates are pretty human which means that the poison dart frog doesn't have to live near permanent bodies of water so like lakes or mm. ponds and you think of that's where a lot of frogs live um because the environment that they're living in is so humid they don't have to be super close to water um and so that means that they tend to live close to the forest floor 
but they have been known to climb trees up to the height of 10 meters. Um, and I don't have that conversion, but it's pretty tall. Yeah. And then while in the rainforest um, is their preferred hab- habitat, poison dart frogs can live in many types of tropical environments, including marshes, shrublands, swamps, savanna, grasslands, and farmlands. Um, and then in the recent years, they have been seen uh, in sightings outside of forested areas, and that's mostly because of habitat de- deforestation. Um, and that's mostly in areas uh, like Bolivia, Costa Rica, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, Venezuela, uh, French New or French, French Guina, 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 sorry, uh, Panama, uh, Nicaragua, and also places in Hawaii. Um, oh. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so, <laughs> so because of deforestation, which we'll talk about as one of their threats, um, they've been found further from swampy areas or humid areas than normal um mm. they do still have to live near water because they're young or tadpoles and tadpoles have to swim so they're amphibians yes yes <coughs> uh, so i did switch it up a little bit so we're gonna learn about their behavior and how they make little tadpoles cute uh, um so do you think poison dart frogs are diurnal or nocturnal I think they're up during the day. Ooh. They're actually nocturnal. Oh. Uh, so That's even more terrifying. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm rereading my fact. I'm sorry. You're right. They are up <laughs> at, during the day. I was like, wait a second. So most frogs are up during the night, which is one of those facts that I was like, wait, are you sure? Um, <laughs> that's why I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I got confused. Um so most frogs are up uh, at those, what is it? Those nocturnal times. Nocturnal times, times <laughs> uh, in order to hide better. But oh. because the poison dart frog is so bright, anyways, it can be up during the day daytime. That makes sense. Uh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. when you're camping, you always hear frogs croaking or like riveting at night. Yeah, yeah. Or when it's dark and like early in the morning or late in the evening, that makes so mm-hmm. much sense. Yep. Um, and then the poison frogs connections made. Yes, the poison frogs do still croak. Um, they can be heard calling in. <laughs> they croak. <laughs> in flooded forests um, is usually when they make a lot of sound. And then most species of frogs have well-developed vocal structures capable of producing a variety of sounds um, that serve serve to attract mates and advertise territories or express distress. Um, and then the sound production is often the most common form of communication in the animals that uh, jump or fly because they would otherwise have a difficult time communicating by scent. Um, so that's why frogs make a huge b- amount of noise. Um, and then frogs produce sounds using their laryn- laryngeal apparatus, so their larynx or vocal cords. Um, and the most males have, vo- and most males have vocal sacs that function as uh, resonating chambers, so that makes them louder than the females. Um, huh. So, yep. And then species of frogs can be identified based on their calls. So, 
different frogs make different noises. That's cool. So. It makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I just imagine, like, these tiny little frogs being, like, super tiny croaks, you know? Like, they're ribbit. And then, like, a big toad or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Croak. <laughs> That's not a croak. This is a croak. <laughs> so. Um, tadpoles. Frog six. Um, <laughs> this is this is the weird part i don't really know much about frogs um but the the mating was i feel like this was the same with the black widow it was like i found way too much information about their mating <laughs> life and not much about everything else <laughs> so their mating is obviously intriguing yeah it is it is uh they mate throughout the year um and then w- rainfall is a huge factor about controlling the timing of the reproductive activity. So um, if it's a, a drought, they won't really mate because they don't have anywhere to lay their eggs. Um, so poison dart frogs specifically uh, display elaborate and diverse courtship behaviors. So in general, the male will lead the female to a site that he has chosen to lay the oh. eggs. Um, so he kind of like scouts out a little bed and is like, ooh, this would be nice for a lady. And then he goes and gets his lady and is like, hey, I can take you home. And then they go over and they're like, ooh, this is nice. Um, and they do their thing. <laughs> that's cute. So He's got a whole pad. Y- yeah, yeah. That's cute. Um, and then <laughs> He's got a whole pad because <laughs> lily pads. It's a lily pad. <laughs> yes. I thought you did that on purpose. pun. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but I definitely turned it into a mom joke. <laughs> I like it. I like it, though. Um, so most of these species of frogs do deposit their eggs inside leaf litter, um, where it's just dark and moist, and it's basically just, like, fallen leaf and yeah. brush and stuff. Um, and then at the zoo, keepers make an artificial breeding hut for oh. the frogs. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, because they don't have a natural leaf litter pile uh and then the courtship behavior can last for several hours and normally the pair will visit several of his like beds um or his pads uh before (laughs) they start mating several rooms that's cute yeah um and then the court he's gotta show he's got a lot of real estate yeah yeah he's a good (laughs) investment Uh, the courtship continues at the the site, um, and then the frogs start a mating dance consisting of mutual stroking and cleaning of the surface of leaves. Um, and then they'll like lay their eggs, and he fertilizes them. And then poison frogs clutch sizes, which is basically just like the group of eggs. Um, it's called a clutch, so it's like coated in a. I don't know exactly what it was, but it's like a film, um, and it just keeps the eggs together, so they're not just, like, floating all around. Um, So a group of eggs is called the clutch, and the size varies between uh, species from 1 to 40 eggs per clutch. And then after the eggs are laid, the male fertilizes the clutch, and in some species, the male releases his sperm before the eggs are laid, and then sometimes he waits until the eggs are laid, and then he goes and fertilizes them. Uh, 
but the pair will usually guard the eggs and make sure that they do not dry out. And then after about 10 to 18 days, depending on the species and the temperature, um, the eggs have matured into tadpoles. Mm. So if it's too cold, they'll take longer. Um, and yeah. if it's too warm, they'll usually dry out. Um, Sad. Yeah. So then uh, a lot of the websites I found was that the male will stay with the tadpoles um, and the female will periodically visit. And other sites said the opposite. Um, so I'm not entirely sure. Just depends, but I guess. Yeah. On how they want to run their household. Yeah, yeah, and I. They don't follow those stereotypes. <laughs> right. I do feel like it um, did vary from species to species. Mm, so that makes sense. Yeah, one of the the main sources of information I found um, said that the the parental care will usually be um, taken care of by the male. So the, the dad will um, take care of the eggs after they are hatched into tadpoles, and he'll basically give them piggyback rides. Um, That's cute. And he'll do that in the order that they're hatching. Um, so sometimes he'll make multiple trips. Um, some of the species did take, like, a whole... They just waited until all of them were hatched that day, and then they'd take a trip. Or they would... Um, wait until all of them hatched and then take a trip and then he'd hold all of them onto his little back um That's super then, impressive yeah and then he'd transport them to a nearby body of water so like a stream or a pond or a tree hole and then the tadpoles slide off of his back and into the water and complete their development um and it takes about several months to for the tadpoles to grow into adult frogs Cool. Yeah, so the daddy frog gets super prepared, and then it's like, ooh, all these little tadpoles are mine. I'll take yeah. care of them. Send them to the ocean. Just kidding, not the ocean. Um, <laughs> Send them to the water. Yes, yes. So what do you think these little poisonous frogs eat when they're frogs, not tadpoles, not babies? Crickets and worms? I don't know. <laughs> they can. Um, oh. They can. They eat ants and termites. Mm. Yes. Um, Get rid of them ants and termites. Yeah. Uh, in the zoo, they can also eat crickets or bean beetles or black worms <laughs> or fruit flies, which would be ah, nice. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And then they use this, or they, how do they, how do they, how do frogs eat, Nicole? Uh, with their tongues? <laughs> they snatch them out of the air or whatever with their tongues, and they then do. they obviously don't use their upper teeth. Yes. They yes. don't have them, and they mash them in their mouths. I don't know. Yeah, they do. They uh, cool. stick out their tongue and capture something and then eat it, uh, mostly off of the forest floor. And then scientists do believe that the poison frogs get their poison from a specific arathropod um and other insects that they eat in the wild and then those insects have acquired the poison from their plant diet mm. so the insects eat the plants that have toxins and then the toxins are transferred from plant to insect to frog so that makes sense yep and that's why frogs in captivity don't have poisons because they're not eating the insects and then the insects aren't eating the plants so yeah um the most interesting 
Yeah, so it's like it's literally the food chain that makes yeah. the poisonous frogs poisonous. Oh. So crazy. So yeah, and then tadpoles do eat algae um, and insect larvae and dead insects in the water. Um, so they're usually omnivores, and then some species are more carnivorous, um, and they'll eat insect larvae and other tadpoles. So oh no. if they're they're the bigger tadpole. Um, so, and then yeah. females of some poison frog species place individual tadpoles in the water. Um, so they'll each have like their own little watering hole, um, and then periodically return to the site of each tadpole and deposit unfertilized eggs that the tadpoles eat. So that's been seen, (laughs) observed. That's what Mm -hmm. I was trying to say. Um, And then, yeah, in captivity, they lose their uh, toxicity because of their diet. Um, So sometimes they'll also be given uh, insects that are coated with vitamin powder for extra nutrition um, because they're not getting that through their normal diet so um yep 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 that's them what do you think eats poisonous frogs uh nothing since they're poisonous i don't know it's a it's a fair answer um lots of things try to eat poisonous frogs um only one animal is thought to be successful in that they have a tolerance for the poison and it doesn't affect them it doesn't make them sick or like die the um, honey badger it's, it's <laughs> not the honey badger that i know of <laughs> i don't know man uh it's a, a snake it is a snake okay it's a fire-bellied snake um, it's because it's got fire in its belly <laughs> Yeah, uh, which I believe was like a bright red snake. Um, and they're not sure nice. why and they're not sure how, but that's the one that they've thought uh, isn't. Uh, it doesn't respond to the toxins of the frogs. So nice. Um, but they don't have a lot of predators uh, or natural predators because they are beautiful colors um, and they're so bright. And most of the time animals will try them once or twice and then they're like no this is disgusting or they have a super severe reaction um Mm -hmm. and so they take the bright colors as a visual warning sign and so a predator that finds a certain kind of amphibian to be tasteful will associate that warning color to that bad taste or bad experiences kind of like we do um Mm -hmm. And they won't go for it again, uh, which puts the poison dart frog into a category of aposematic animals. Um, so that's A-P-O-S-E-M-A-T-I-C, which basically means that um, certain it has certain characteristics which deter potential predators. So... <laughs> Other aposmatic animals include skunks with their scent glands or the mm. cuttlefish that changes colors um, to warn passing hunters that it's among one of the poisonous creatures in the sea. So um, it's kind of cool that the poison dart frog is like in its own little category. 
Yeah. So. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other insects have, like, bright colors because they're also poisonous. Yeah. So. Because of this, they don't really have natural predators, but they do have the number one predator. Humans. Because we suck. <laughs> That'd be us. <sighs> so, ready? Mm-hmm. We have put poison dart frogs anywhere between vulnerable to critically endangered to endangered, depending on their species, um, due to deforestation and human infrastructure. So, basically, building and taking down their habitats and replacing it with our own. Um, we suck. Yep. Uh, Sorry, froggies. Yeah. Sorry we aren't giving you enough space to croak. <laughs> They're croaking out of house and home. <laughs> um, so it's mostly because of deforestation, um, and it's because of our influence on the Amazon rainforest. So the rapid human population growth in countries uh, where the frogs live has also um, seen them enter like their towns, um, which can then influence humans and then influence their population. Um, so it's a back and forth motion. And then they also have a disease, which is bacterial disease, which can be found in amphibians. And it's been popping up more commonly in poison dart frogs. And mm. it's called cytodiomycosis, um, which... Sounds like a disease to me. Yeah, right? It's got the mycosis part. Um, and so it's a bacterial disease. I didn't learn too much about it, but it kills thousands of animals each year. So it's not just specific to the poison dart frog. Um, and it's been linked to extinction or possible extinction of certain species. Uh, and they don't really know what the origin of it is. It's not just like a disease that you can pass through touch or diet or food or you know all those things um but studies do suggest that it's uh closely impacted by climate change um so as rising temperatures continue then the bacteria is able to be incubated and live longer in the tropical environments and thus putting the poison dart frog at a higher risk um especially because they take in a lot of things through their skin so um yeah. So that's that's all about the poison frog. They don't really have a lot of threats because they are threatening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are the threat. Yeah. Yeah. So they make a lot of pets or not pets. They make <laughs> a lot of animals sick. Um, and that's usually yeah. they don't instantly die. If you eat an abundance of them or if you're like a certain kind of animal, um, you have a more severe reaction. But a lot of animals just get sick or they get the runs. Um or they throw up so they have really bad pain in their stomachs um to remember do not eat yeah do not kiss this frog (laughs) yes my prince i am not your prince (laughs) i am your death bringer yeah (laughs) it's a very severe way of telling you do not touch me yeah mom leave me alone um don't touch me how long do you think these frogs live in the wild? 
18 years. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Um, it's anywhere between 12 to 20 years. Ooh, um, nice. And then That's other sites. a really sites, long time. Yeah, other sites said it, it's like 10 to 20. Um, 20 being like if they're in human care. So if they're mm. in captivity. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of captivity, though, because they lose their toxicity while they're in conservation or um, kept as pets, they do make really good animals in the pet trade. However, mm. if you capture one in the wild, you shouldn't keep it because that one's probably poisonous. Um, yeah. So throughout generations of breeding the poison dart frogs in captivity. Um, yeah the skin fails to grow that tox- toxicity. Um, that makes sense. And then all captivity specimens end up being non-toxic. Um, which, that makes sense. yeah, does make it a possible pet. Um, but it's also illegal <laughs> in lots <laughs> of places. Um, yeah. And... Poison dart frogs are up there on the illegal pet trade um, list. And it's also because it's affecting their existence and their population. Um, That makes sense. Yes. Uh, So, uh, in order to help these species, the number one recommendation was to not own a poison dart frog. um, And to choose sustainable ingredients or products. um, And then choose your pet wisely so not having it <laughs> at all um and then if you do happen to get a poison dart frog or are looking to get one make sure that you are sourcing it from a reliable person um and that they are not released into the wild um oh yes <laughs> some people who realize that uh exotic animals are just not the right fit for them will release them back into the wild and then they either die or they overtake populations of natural animals so that makes sense uh, um yeah don't do that but you can see them at the smithsonian national zoo and then you're not committed to a poison dart frog um so you can also donate your time money or goods to there and then you can also share this podcast and tell other people um, and that just helps raise, raise awareness about the Amazon and the poison dart frogs. So yeah, yeah, we need those poisonous buddies around. They're we cute. We enjoy their croaking. <laughs> we do. They're croaking. They're cute. They come in lots They're of colors. They're very cool to look at. Yeah. Not touch. Remember, don't kiss them, <laughs> but observe them from afar. Look, don't touch. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so, are you ready to learn about two? Famous poison dart frogs? Yes. Because I didn't really find a lot. Um, so there's three species. Well, it's not, I guess it's not two single frogs. But there's three species that are on exhibit at the Smithsonian Natural Zoo. And they always try and keep them there. Um, and it's the green and black poison frog, the tricolored poison frog, and the blue poison frog. Which are all Ooh. really pretty individually. But as a group, they're kind of like the rainbow yeah um and then there's a a poison dart frog in rio 2 the movie oh Um, and it's gabby and she's one of nigel's minions 
she's the tiny pink and black frog with like bright blue eyes Mm. Um, so she's cute but also poisonous yes yes cute and dangerous yes yes um cool and i got story time for you story time story time yeah i am ready for my story time cool i've got two really quick stories um one is about how the poison dirt frog got its name. Oh, yes. Uh, so it's also commonly known as the poison arrow frog. Um, and it's because native Indian tribes reportedly rubbed their arrow tips on the frog backs before hunting. And then they would poison whatever they were shooting at. Uh, oh. However, only three species have been documented as actually being used for this purpose, and that's because they could find the chemicals on the arrows, um, including the golden poison frog, uh, which is the most toxic one. Uh, And then all of these um, were documented as belonging to the genus phyllobates and not dendrobates, so they're not officially... um, poison dart frogs because they're not as bright uh but they are recognized still within like the poison dart frog family community so Mm -hmm. uh, but that was pretty cool that's how they got their name um i like it yeah and then there's a children's book called peter the poison dart frog stories from the rainforest and Cute. it's yeah, it's by Thomas Sindus- Sindusky and Kathy Hill. Uh, and the description goes, Peter the poison dart frog was taken, taking one of his tadpoles to a place where it can grow. But things were not what they seemed to be. A stick that walks, a leaf that jumps, and bark that flies. But Peter and his tadpole, oh, put t- Peter and his tadpole at peril. Uh, so that's the description. And it looked really cute. The illustrations Sounds were really cute. cute. Um, it's so like a dad trying to get his baby somewhere safe. Yep, yep. I love it. And he encounters all of these. I'm assuming that there are other animals that they encounter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool, cool. Those are the the cool. animals. You can find the books at like Barnes & Noble and Amazon and basically anywhere we, you can get books. Cool. So, um, cool, cool. Lightning round. Lightning round. Fun facts. Yeah. Ready? Yep. The golden frog, which uh, secretes the alkotoxin, batrachotoxin. <laughs> I didn't look sure. up any of these. Um, which is of interest to medical researchers who are trying to develop muscle relaxants, heart stimulants, and antiseptics. Um, er, yeah, antiseptics by... From the toxin. So, it's being used in medical research. Weird. Um, and then some species lack the true, te- true teeth in the upper jaw. Uh, and the golden poison frog, which is the most poisonous frog, is one of those. Um, <laughs> and instead, it has an extra bone plate on the lower jaw with small projections that give the appearance of teeth. So, they're not Weird. actually teeth, but they're... They appear to be teeth. Interesting. So, and then the last fact is back to their webbed feet or mm. non-existent webbed. webbed feet. <laughs> uh, this makes the poison dart frogs actually really bad swimmers. Uh, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, 
and they can actually easily drown. Um, Weird. Mm -hmm. So many species like to hang out in miniature ponds created by um, plants or even raise their tadpoles there instead of being like in a big pond or a lake or a stream yeah. because they'll actually drown. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. So interesting. Yeah. Poison dart frogs are pretty. They're pretty. Pretty, pretty. They are pretty. They're pretty, pretty. Pretty, pretty. And they croak. You're very pretty, pretty. And you've been croaking. <laughs> They've been I can croaking. tell. <laughs> croak. Watch me croak. <laughs> Do not kiss me. Do not touch me. I shall kill you. If you do. I am not your prince. I've been croaking too much. <laughs> I feel like that's like coughing. Like they've been sick. Like <laughs> COVID. <laughs> croak. Croak. <clears throat> nice. So those are all my poison dart frog facts. I love them. They're so cool. They are cool. They're cute. They're pretty. They're colorful. Mm-hmm. So. I was going to say they're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, but they don't have tails, so. No, remember? No tail. I know. No tail. So. Cool, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Animal Fact listeners. Thank you, Jayla. Thank you, Nicole, for listening. Anytime. Until <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated <laughs> animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until, Until next time, bye! bye. Nicole? Interesting. Ah, yes. Do I'm ready. Animal facts that don't have anything to do with poison dart frogs? I do. I do. I'm ready. I'm Instead ready. Instead of uh, missing top teeth, Ooh. this animal has an extra eye. It's got three eyes. Is it a cyclops? It's called... No. It's got three eyes, not one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My best. <laughs> <laughs> I was going the wrong way. Uh, it's called the Turatera. Oh. It's a type of, I think, lizard of sorts. So the Turatera has a third eye on the top of its head called the partial eye. This eye has a retina, lens, cornea, and nerve endings, but it's not used for vision. 
the partial eye is only visible in hatchlings as it becomes covered in scales and pigments after four to six months. Its function is a subject of ongoing research because they still don't know what it's used for. But they believe it's useful for absorbing uh, ultraviolet rays and setting uh, circarian, no, circadian, um, and seasonal cycles, which uh, circadian rhythm or cycle is uh, our physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour cycle. So it's like a natural process responding to primary light and dark, and it most like affects most living things, including animals, plants, and microbes. So weird. that's what they think that the third eye is for, is for absorbing the ultraviolet light to help this animal keep track of its 24-hour schedule along with the seasons. Oh. But they're not sure. But it's got three eyes, a, and the third one is on top of its head. Yeah, it's a built-in clock. Pretty much, built-in but watch. it's an eyeball. Because it's got, like, all of the eye stuff, and you can only see it when they're babies. It's super weird. Weird. Yep. Terra Terra. Terra Terra. Pretty sure it's from New Zealand or something. I don't remember. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways. Wait, Terra Terra. What would you do oh. with a third eye if you could choose what it does? Where is it located? I don't Where would you put your third eye? Am I the only person in the world with a third eye? Maybe. I feel like I'd want it somewhere I can easily hide it. Like on but your not butt like in a creepy <laughs> place. I'm going to say but not somewhere gross like my armpit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of like where I could have it that I could Maybe somewhere, like, on my back somewhere where I can, like, see behind me. But, like, I could kind of cover it up so people don't see it very easily. I don't know. It's fair. It's fair. I'd probably put mine put on, like, the back of my neck. Because then you could at least yeah. wear turtlenecks, you know? Yeah, or, like, pop your hood, like, pop your collar and then, like... Yeah. <laughs> Ow. I just keep punching myself in the <laughs> headphone. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> not a sentence I ever thought I'd have to hear. <laughs> I keep punching myself in the headphone. <laughs> On that note, where would you guys put your third eye? <laughs> the other thing, too, is is it useful? Because <laughs> if it's not even useful, True. then maybe I'd put it somewhere super, like, conveniently out of the way true true what if it was <laughs> not useful mm-hmm. like my finger i don't know <laughs> i don't know just always wear a glove would it hurt if i like stab it yeah what if like... you poked your eyeball <laughs> <laughs> or would it just like constantly i don't know anyways too many weird questions i guess if your eye. skin like grew over it then you wouldn't have to worry about it, right? True. I wonder if you could get it, like, surgically removed. If, like, if it was useless, then what's the point of having it? Maybe we all did used to have a third eye, and that's why we don't anymore, because it didn't do anything. You know? I don't know. Except for help us tell the time of day and season, but our other two eyes did just fine. Yeah, but then we replaced those with phones, so, you know. That, too. 
We got. So this. now we're just gonna lose all of our eyes. <laughs> we'll be eyeless. We could hey, be Google, cyclops. What time is it? <laughs> we could be cyclops. Just slowly go down to one. <laughs> there you go. There's your cyclops. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, cool. Cool.